ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Friday, April 10th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone line, 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Coming up today on the program, Marshall Center, Levi Brown going to join us. That should be fun. Just the thought of me just sitting, talking to Levi Brown, maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes. I don't know how long we're going to go, but that's going to be fun. So I'm looking forward to that. And, of course, we um, we got a lot to get into with the NFL draft. It's coming up here in the next couple of weeks. But we are day 30. Day 30 now. We've hit 30 days. And it all started when the NBA suspended its season after Rudy Gobert tested positive for COVID-19 on March 11th, and a chain of events happened. So what have we lost? USA Today did a great job of just outlining everything that we lost. We have lost 208 NBA games, and this is just the last month. 208 NBA games, 189 NHL games, plus playoff games that were set to begin on April 8th. That one stings a lot for me. 193 Major League Baseball games. We've lost all of that. Here's the one that hurts a lot of people. 67 NCAA men's tournament games. 63 NCAA women's tournament games. Five PGA Tour events. Throw in the Masters. Four LPGA Tour events. Four ATP events and five WTA events. This one hurts my good boy, Jason Toy. Four NASCAR races. And everything else we can't count. Thousands upon thousands of events. College. All the spring sports. High school. We can't count those as well. High school events. College events. Sporting events. Everything that led up to the tournament. We lost a lot of conference championships. All of this... In just a month. Now, it's going to lessen a little bit because we're going to lose more baseball. We're getting to that point where we'll be in playoffs for basketball soon. And we'll lose playoff games for hockey. We won't have sort of the upfront with the college basketball season being just thrown out the window. We won't have all the spring sports. But it's starting to mount up and it's starting to pile up. And that's why I think a lot of people are kind of worried. All right, can we get to football season? Can we get to football season? And if you're the XFL, the answer is no. XFL making the announcement today, they pretty much have laid off just about everybody. And they're not looking at operations in 2021. So they're taking it a step further. And I think that's a bad sign. That's a loss right there because I like the XFL. I like what it meant. I like what it served. XFL was an alternative to the NFL. It wasn't directly competing with the NFL. It served a great role because here's an outlet now. If you can't get in the NFL, you can get into the XFL. There's a possibility for you. So your path takes a divergence a little bit, but it continues. Or 
if you're in the NFL and you find yourself maybe not working out where you're at and you need to improve yourself or you need a second chance, it's a great second chance landing spot. And I thought the football was good. I thought it was well thought out. I thought everything was professional. I like some of the things they brought to the table to to make it new. This was definitely a professional football league. Hats off to what Vince McMahon was building. Because his first go around, I wanted it to work. Unfortunately, it was WWE in the in the football world. That's what it was. It was a WWE on the gridiron. This time around, though, you bring in Oliver Luck, you bring someone who knows football, administration, you bring someone in who can help build a league and put together a quality league. And this is what happens. We see it. Now, was this thing going to compete with the NFL? No. Would this have been a great summer league? Yeah, I think so. I think this would have been a great summer league. Let it grow. Let us kind of live with it for a few seasons. And it felt like it was built to go a couple of seasons. This wasn't going to be a one-off. But now, with the reality of where we're at right now, who knows when it's coming back. Hopefully it does. Because I thought it really served a great role in football. I really like where they were going with all their innovations. Let's just say that. It was really, I thought, well thought out. A lot better than it was the first time around. So, more on that. We'll continue to talk about what's happening here. But just that list I had. 208 NBA games, that's huge. 189 NHL games, I feel that the most. And a lot more college basketball. A lot of student athletes without a season now. A lot of student athletes, depending on the institution, being told, hey, you might have that year of eligibility, but you're not getting it here. Thank you, but we're carrying on without you. And that's hard to hear. So there are student athletes that have that year of eligibility, but they don't have a landing place now. And that's harsh. It depends on the institution as well. Haven't heard anything a little closer to home just yet, but if you've got to carry these extra student athletes now because you were planning on having them cycle out and you've got a lot who are going to stay in the system, that's going to cost a lot of money. But we're going to turn our attention to happier things. We've got Levi Brown coming up, and we'll talk to him here in the next few minutes. Talk to him about the NFL, of course, uh, life in this new dynamic of trying to stay safe, trying to stay quarantined, trying to stay healthy, all of this. We'll talk to Levi Brown when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Friday edition of The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, I'm not going to lie. One of the benefits of uh, doing this show sometimes is to get to talk to a, a lot of great guys. And one of my favorites always during player interviews is Levi Brown. He could field strip a football team inside and out and tell me everything I needed to know. And he joins us now on the program. You knew that, right? That. Every time that I, I did player interviews with you, I would just love to sit back and just listen to you because you knew everything way better than anybody else. I mean, you had the plan. You had everything all right there. You know, I, I didn't know that, but, I mean, it's a huge compliment coming from you, you know, a guy that talks a lot of, a lot of sports at all points of time of the year. Um, you know, it's just something that kind of 
it's a it's a plus side of you know playing the same teams you know four or five years in a row. You, you kind of learn the schemes and you learn about who like defensive coordinators are and you you learn coaches uh, you know their patterns and what they like to do. So I mean, um, you know, it makes sense that you know same teams will do the same things every year. But you know, I appreciate you saying that. It was always a it was always a school lesson. I mean. You had the game plan down. I mean, we would talk to you usually on a Tuesday, and that gave you enough time to sort of have an idea of what you were going up against. But you weren't just looking at film on Monday and and recanning it on Tuesday. You were doing your homework, I'm sure, well ahead of time. As you mentioned, you see these teams so long and so many times, you kind of know what they're about, and you just see what they've changed. Yeah, no, that's, that's a huge part of it. So I kept a I kept a notebook for every season, you know, and whenever they were playing Middle Tennessee, I went back to last year's notebook and saw what I wrote down from last year. You know, you see last year's scouting report, and you see guys that are you know still there. So they're going to be seniors this year. They're going to be a junior this year. You see all the guys, you know, kind of rising through the depth chart, and I think it's just a huge part of of keeping notes, keeping a really good notebook, so I can compare notes from last year to this year. And you know, by the time I talked to you guys on Tuesday, I already had a pretty good idea. Um, you know, at what they were going to do unless something happened where they kind of, you know, got rid of a defense coordinator or something like that. But, you know, for the most part, you know, everyone has their cards and they'll play them the same way. So once you kind of figure out and understand a, a, a coach's, you know, changing points and their strategies, you know, you have the, the better part of the game figured out. Levi Brown is with the you need to put that on social media. I want to see what that notebook looks like just from year to year. Maybe it's a couple of pages. Maybe put a team on there that you're not worried about that uh, they're going to get the information and, and use it against the herd. <laughs> you know, I'd have to, to get back to Huntington first and get my notebooks. I left them all in Coach Greg Atkins. I left them in his, uh, in his office, but, you know, I'm pretty sure he kept them. I mean, I took notes from him. He took notes from me. We kind of learned from each other a lot during our meetings. So if I ever get a chance to get back up there and, you know, come and watch a game with the herd and they're playing someone I don't like, I'll put everything I have on Instagram for them or whatever. I love it. Levi Brown's with us. Um, you're getting ready for, of course, uh, your next step, uh, NFL prep. It's a lot of physical work. It's a lot of mental work. But really, with everything that's going on now, with where we're at, with practices being you know, limited or opportunities to show yourself, what you say, what you do, how you handle yourself probably is going to be just as important, if not more so, than what you do at a pro day, especially since you can't really work out up until draft day for these guys. They're going to have to basically base off what they see, what they know about you, and how you handle yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I think a good thing, you know, for for me was that you know at Marshall we were able to get our pro day in. You know, it was March 11th, and I think you know that same day is whenever it was kind of announced the pandemic and everything got a lot worse was on March 11th. So um, a good thing is I was able to get my pro day in, you know, a lot of guys weren't able to, but um, you know, the eye in the sky never lies. You know, film tells the story that everyone needs to know. And, you know, lucky for me, I've got four years of film at Marshall and that's just the, the big difference. I think will kind of make or break some, some people and help people out and whatnot is the, the amount of film that some kids have and, and some people don't. So, uh, you know, there's a lot going on right now. And, you know, no one knows what tomorrow is going to bring by any means. But, you know, I've, I'm happy with my four years that I, that I put on tape, and those will help me out a lot, I think. 
We really didn't get a chance to talk about Pro Day because everything happened, as you mentioned, right on the 11th last month. So how do you feel about how things went with Pro Day? Because yeah, we were in a different world even when Pro Day was going on for you. Yeah, no, everything was still different then. But, um, you know, I think my Pro Day went really well. A lot of guys kind of came out and had a really good day. Like, I, I performed well. I was I was happy with my numbers. They could have been better, but I was, you know, they were around the goals that I had set. Um, Amari Cobb was kind of, you know, catching everyone's eye, jumping out the gym, you know, bench pressing a lot of reps, uh, running really well. I mean, there were so many guys that participated. I think this was the most people that I've ever seen uh, participating at a Marshall Pro Day since I've been there, and I've been to and watched, you know, every Pro Day years and years before. So, um, you know, it was good. It was fun to have a lot of guys out there. It was really one of those things where – you build up and you build up and you work so hard for eight, nine, ten weeks to get to your pro day. And, you know, once you get there, it pretty much turns into a, an unpadded practice. You know, you've got ten minutes of individual work with a scout to put you through your position drills, and then, you know, that's it. But um, it's one of those things that I look back and I'm so glad I'm, and thankful that, you know, timing worked out and I was able to put in the work to get my pro day done because, you know, there are so many, so many guys out there right now that, worked their tails off for eight or nine weeks and didn't get to show anything. But, you know, I'm able and thankful that I was able to get mine in. Everybody seems to be in the same position now. Either they've got what they have on film or they missed that opportunity, but still there's no chance really to add to that body of work. And you're also now trying to keep up and train and you're in quarantine, I'm sure, like the rest of us, social distancing, however you want to describe it. But how difficult is that? You're not really in a position where you can work out with a group or work out traditionally. You've got to basically take care of yourself and hope you're doing it right, right up to the day the draft happens and even after that. Yeah. No, that's, to me, that's the, the really, really weird part is not working out uh, you know, with a group. I mean, even if you know, I was going to go and work out by myself at the rec or something, like at Marshall, you know, it was, you know, one or two days and then, you know, I'm back with my group and, you know, I'm back with 15 other guys and even training, like I was training with eight or nine people and it was all this, you know, the camaraderie of being with a bunch of different people and, you know, working, like just working together and iron sharpens iron as a man does another. And I think just being with a group of people who all have a common goal, you know, makes you work just a little bit harder. But at the same time, you know, I'm out here just, you know, running up and down my driveway, like trying to try my best to, to get something going, to stay in shape, just doing all kind of, you know, prison workouts, doing push-ups, sit-ups, doing everything I can. But, you know, at the same time, it's just so different. It's, it's weird, you know, not working out with a group of 10 guys that are all have the same goal that you do. Levi Brown's with us. So you're going around, you're pushing tires around, knocking trees down. You're just doing anything you can. Oh, I've been out splitting firewood for my parents. I mean, they've got enough firewood to get through three winters, it seems like, now at this point. I'm, I'm doing, you know, all I can, just running around, doing push-ups, sit-ups, splitting wood, uh, you know, chasing dogs around, just doing all I can while being at home to get something done. Because, you know, normally after your pro day, you would go back to your training facility and work out for the next, you know, however long it is until that draft time to stay in peak shape and, you know, with everything being shut down, I haven't been able to do that at all. So it's all 
it's all kind of fell onto my shoulders and what I've learned for the past five years being in a college strength program to, to kind of figure out, you know, how to stay in shape, how to, how to do everything I can. And, you know, the good news is, you know, I can still call everyone. I can still, you know, call coach today. I can call strength coaches I've had before and, you know, ask, you know, what can I do here? What kind of, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? And figure things out. But, you know, it's just different not being with a group of guys. How strong is that network? Uh, pretty strong compared to maybe some of the other guys you've talked to? Or, you know, you, you, I wouldn't expect any less from uh, from all your coaches. Uh, I'm sure they're right there every day when you need them. Yeah, no, that's the good thing is I did my five years at Marshall Wright, and there's not a soul in that building that, that wouldn't help me if I needed it. So, um, you know, my connection with Luke Day is the strongest that, uh, you know, I probably have with any coach in that building other than Coach Holiday and Coach Adkins. So, um, just being able to have people in your corner that, you know, you can reach out to and, you know, can, can help you in situations like this. You know, I've reached out to Cornell Brown. You know, he's been in this situation before, like trying to go to the league and whatnot. But, you know, everyone's story is different, and especially this 2020 draft class in particular because, you know, this is obviously new for everyone. This has never happened before. And it's just so different. But there are still people in my corner that will help me out and do everything they could for me. And, time you know reach out to me and figure things out also we're all in this together is there anybody leaning on you the way maybe you're leaning on some of the other coaches or at least uh, drawing upon them for some strength because you mentioned you, know, you miss that camaraderie you miss that uh, fellowship those bonds you make and you're not together with people but I'm just kind of curious is there someone calling upon you maybe the way you're calling upon someone else uh you know I haven't thought about it like that at all but there are you know, some of the guys I've been training with, because of the fact that, you know, I was able to get my pro day and I was the only person in the training group that was able to get their pro day, you know, a lot of the guys kind of just, you know, reached out to me and asked me, you know, what it was like and asked me, like, how the feelings were, like, what it was kind of like to actually get a pro day done. Um, you know, people have asked me questions about it because of the fact that, you know, they weren't able to experience that. So they're all just reaching out to me and asking asking questions about the process that they necessarily didn't get to experience. Levi Brown is with us. Of course, the NFL draft is coming up. It's going to be a little different this year. It's going to be the first virtual draft. There's not going to be that opportunity to see the fans' reaction. There's not going to be that pomp, circumstance, just the festival party atmosphere. We're all going to be sitting watching this thing. It's going to look like a video conference call. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely going to be different. You know, the weird thing is no one knows exactly what it's going to be like until it'll happen. Are you are you still excited, though, even though it's not looking like it's going to look exciting on TV? Are you still excited just the fact that, all right, here's some sports. Here's something that we can all just sit <laughs> down and watch. I mean, because uh, I don't know if you were listening at the top of the show, but just looking at the things we've lost, and I won't read them all, but we've lost 208 NBA games, 189 NHL games, plus the start of the playoffs on the 8th, um, almost 200 baseball games, the entire basketball tournament. I'm sure you're still crazy as much as everybody else is. Yeah, no, having no sports to turn on is definitely just a, a weird time right now. Um, I found myself this morning watching uh, – but the NBA players are having like a uh, an NBA 2K tournament or something, and I saw it on TV. Like Donovan Mitchell was playing Devin Booker or something like that, and I was watching those guys play 
video games on my TV just to get a glimpse of what was going on in the sports world. So it's definitely a weird time. <laughs> and it's, it's making me result to watching things that I don't normally watch. Like I started watching 90 Day Fiance not long ago on TLC. So, I mean, this is opening me up to a lot of different, you know, broadcasting. Okay, so top five things you've watched. Uh, 90 Day Fiance, uh, video game sports. Um, are you going to throw in a little Tiger King? What else you got in there? Oh, I did watch Tiger King. I've watched that whole series. Um, my girlfriend and I, we started watching this series. It's not a series. It's honestly a baking show called Nailed It. <laughs> we watched, we probably binge watched 30 episodes. And we're doing, we were picking a winner before the episode started. And we lost, we were doing push-ups. So we've, I've, I've, I've got to get around, you know, the no sports on TV. I mean, I'm probably to start playing video games myself, doing something different than what I have been because I've been so bored at this point. I've started watching baking shows. Have you got good at cooking? Are you putting any of that to use yet? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> not when it comes to baking, no. I mean, I can sit down and I can cook well enough to make a breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, and some snacks. But, you know, whenever it comes to baking, which is pretty much chemistry, it looks like, with the way I make it look on TV, I've got no shot. Levi Brown is with us. How difficult is that? I mean, all of this sounds fun, but your guy used to a routine. Your your whole football career is based off of routine, and this is the mm-hmm. biggest disruption ever to a routine of a football player who's trying to make it and trying to get to that next level. Yeah, that's uh, to me that was the weirdest part was not having my routine. Um, Coach Atkins and I always kind of joked about being routine guys, and anytime something messed with it, you know, we were kind of like having a weird day or something that it threw us off. But um, I mean, for the most part, it's true. I mean, every single time, like you've got class on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you've got a different classes on Tuesday and Thursday, you get in routines of, of waking up at a certain time, eating lunch at a certain time, going across the facilities. You've got practice from this block to this block, and then you leave and you get dinner and you got study hall you get really caught into uh, to your routine and, and that's what, you know, either makes or breaks people and what makes people really consistent is how they stick to their routine um, and how they, you know, adjust on the fly. And I think that's a weird part of all this is having no routine and having, um, you know, no kind of guidelines. It's kind of, you realize how long 24 hours really is whenever you've got to sit down and make a schedule by yourself of when you're going to work out and, when you're going to eat and when you're going to do things like that. So uh, it's definitely different having no routine, but uh, this is kind of a, a real point in time where you learn time management a little bit better than what I thought. Cause I mean, being a college athlete, you learn time management, you figure out you've got to be here in 10 minutes. You got to leave three minutes early. You got to do this and that, but you know, having a full 24 hours and putting down on pen and paper, when you're going to work out, when you're going to eat, uh, you kind of really realize how long 24 hours is and it puts you in a new routine. Levi Brown is with us, uh, Marshall Center, getting ready for the NFL draft. And routine is also, I think, the hallmark of Doc Holliday. How do you think he's handling this right now, the way the routine has been changed for him? Is he going stir-crazy? What do you think he's do- doing? I'd imagine, you know, he hated the idea of it at first, like hated no spring practice, but once he kind of understood and figured everything out, like how serious it is, he probably had a good three or four days just sitting around, you know, fishing in his pond, having a good time. But at this point, I'd imagine he's about tired of it and stir crazy and ready to get out of the house. 
and I'm sure Miss Diana is ready for him to get out of there also. She's probably ready to kick him out. You think he's up the cabin right now? He's got whiteboards just outlining every possible scenario, every new play he can come up with. You think that's happening? <laughs> you know, I wouldn't put it past him. There's one thing he's doing right now. It's probably, you know, drawing through special teams, figuring out kickoff, kickoff return, and drawing up some new plays for that. There's one thing that man absolutely loves. It's the special teams, and he'll figure out how to make them better. Levi Brown is with us. I'm just kind of curious on a personal note for you. You've been pretty fortunate with your career at Marshall. You actually got to conclude your career at Marshall, and now you're moving through the next steps. And that still involves Marshall to a degree with Pro Day and then everything involved trying to get to the next level. For a lot of your friends, a lot of the guys that uh, you know, uh, some of the spring athletes as well, doesn't matter, guys or girls, a lot of them lost their opportunity to maybe have closure on the season or even get started. Just from your perspective, um, how's, how would that feel if you were a professional athlete or a, a college athlete and all of a sudden they just took your season away from you? Yeah, I think to me that seems like one of the, the worst things that you know could be for an athlete at this point in time in their life. You know, you've worked so hard through high school through middle school, through, you know, little league, your whole life you've probably worked to to get to the point that you are now. And, you know, my heart really feels for those seniors that, that didn't really get a chance to finish their year and, and who knows what what they're gonna do with, with next year when it comes to those guys. But just being able to have your season, you know, gone and snap of a finger is, is something that you know, you know it's gonna come to an end at some point. And that's the thing that everyone kind of gets ready for is so I was ready to play FIU, and I was ready for you know my senior day. I was ready for my career to to end at Marshall that day. But you know that's the thing was I had five years at Marshall to know that my career was going to end that day. The thing about those people is you know they thought it was going to end in two months. They thought it was going to end a little bit later. So you know just being able to have it snatched away from you, I think, and not know that that was going to be your last game, that the last time you put your uniform wrong was going to be the last time. I think that would be the, the worst part is, you know, you've been thinking that you've got so many games left and then it turns out that, that you were wrong the whole time. But, you know, that's what part of part of what makes everybody's story a little different. You know, I hate that for those seniors that didn't get to, to do their last little bit, but it's all going to come to an end at some point, and that's the sad part of sport. Levi Brown is with us. And, yeah, that's the thing that I guess is a, a takeaway for me is uh, – it is sports. Sports is adversity, and you know that. You, know, you just didn't go out there and line up and play. Uh, you had to go through adversity. Winning and losing, the adversity was there, and you probably feel like you're better for it no matter what the outcome was on a given game day. Yeah, that's the, the one thing that um, you know I think is the best part of sports is that it teaches you to come through adversity and how to, how to get tougher through situations you know, like not just necessarily what what has just happened with people losing their their last season and last games, but you know just to toughen up and kind of go through adversity and understand that uh, you know there's a light at the end of the tunnel no matter what. And even though people got their last games taken and their last seasons taken, it's it's sports. You've got to know it's going to end at some point, but you got to take the lessons that you learned during your time playing sports and and continue to use those in life. And there's no no bigger game in this world than the game of life. Levi Brown is with us. Okay, we're going to get to the draft. And let's say 
it happens. They call your name. What team do you hope is calling your name? I know the usual stock answer is you'll play for anybody, but where do you want to go if you can call your shot? Oh, that's, you know, there's not much you're going to get out of me other than a stock answer. But, you know, honestly, the thing is, if you would have asked me, you know, whenever I was 18 years old and walked on to the campus at Marshall University, you know, where I would want to play at, if I got the opportunity to play at the next level, you know, I would have told you that I don't want to go to the next level. I don't want to go to the NFL. I kind of want to get my degree and get a job. But, you know, that's another part of sports is you, you learn to fall in love with it all over again. When I first got to Marshall, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get my degree in four years. I'm not even going to worry about my fifth year. I'm going to graduate and I'm out of here. But, you know, you mature and you realize that you've been working your whole life to, to be there. But if you ask me now, like you just did, I guess, I mean, there are so many teams. I mean, obviously there are 32 NFL teams, and if any of them called my name, I'd be more than grateful to to walk and, and go do whatever they wanted me to do. I don't care if it was just be a, a tight end on field goal and get run over every day. There's nothing I'd rather do than do that for any of the 32 teams. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with being close to home. I played at Marshall, and I was eight and a half hours away from my hometown the, the whole time I was there. So, I mean, if somewhere, somewhere around home, you know, wanted to call my name, like say the Falcons or Carolina Panthers, Tennessee, you know, somewhere around, around home, That'd be, that'd be great with me. Levi Brown is joining us. And a quick follow-up before I let you go on that. With the process to go through everything, teams evaluate you, um, how is the draft process different than the college recruiting process? Or is it the same, just lots of dollars attached to it? Um, for the most part, um, whenever it came to being recruited for college, you know, uh, I emailed my, my highlights to 132 teams. Like, I emailed my highlights to every single team that was a Division One program. I emailed – it was a lot of self-promoting. Like, I called colleges. I called everyone. and I tried my hardest to get my name in somewhere. You know, the, to me, the only – the only difference is, you know, there's an agent that does that now. You know, I'm I'm in charge of, of working out, eating healthy, uh, keeping my body clean and keeping everything good with my body. And the agent kind of does all the busy work. You know, he kind of sits down and, and calls 32 teams a day and pushes my name in front of as many people as you can, and you, you see what happens. But, um, you know, for the most part, if you took away the agent, you know, it'd be the exact same process, it seems like, on my part of, you know, having to call teams out and reach out to those guys and, and just, you know, broadcast and, and, and make the most out of your own name. I think there needs to be a video you breaking some wood with your bare hands on social. I'm just saying, that might help. <laughs> yeah, if I just I'm trying to think of a way where I can just kind of, you know, make a video of myself walking around just snapping trees with my fingers. But, you know, <laughs> I'm not the, not the best video guy, so I'll have to get someone out here probably and, Make a long video of me just going Rocky style, Rocky Four, baby. There you I go. Might remake the Rock- I might remake the Rocky Four trailer myself. I need oh. some snow, and then a little bit of wood, and someone to follow me with a camera. All you need to do is just climb a mountain. I mean, that was part of the training, you know, climbing a mountain. The yeah. you're in the barn, you're doing all the calisthenics in the barn, and then you go fight a big Russian. I mean, that's that's it. That's perfect. Yeah, seems like all I need is a barn, a jump rope, and a Russian. And I'm on the right track. 
Levi Brown joining us. And it's good to know Rocky Four is one of my favorites, too. Uh, definitely with that soundtrack as well. Oh, great soundtrack. The whole Rocky series in general has got to be one of the best sports uh, series that ever exists, in my opinion. Levi Brown joining us. Good to know that you have good sports movie taste. Uh, that's that's good to know. So uh, I'm confident <laughs> now. I'm confident in you. I can't wait to see that montage. And you know what? If uh, somebody was smart, they would get all your highlights and maybe mix that montage together for you. I mean, come on. You know a lot of people. Herd fans get busy. They have free time, right? <laughs> you know, the, the one thing is uh, I've had scouts, you know, reach out to me and, and, you know, ask me if I had a two- to three-minute highlight clip and this, that, and the other. And I realized I, I don't even – I don't have a clip of highlight one. So I've had to reach out and try and get someone to – to get me a highlight film going, I've had I had no clue that they would even need it. I thought they'd just kind of watch the game and sat down, but you know, turns out highlights are important for this process, also. There you go. See, we learned a lot. Levi Brown joining us on the program. Hey, thanks for doing it. I appreciate it. Good luck to you. Uh, I can't wait to see where you go, where you end up, and uh, uh, this has been definitely an interesting time uh, to say the least. But uh, I think the future is still going to be bright for you. Yeah, I really hope so. Even if it's not with football, you know, I'll be doing something and, and I'll be happy just doing all I can in this world. But I appreciate you for letting me on the show and there's nothing I'd rather do more in my afternoon. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Levi Brown, get that Rocky montage video going. Come on, Herd fans, get out there. Get the work helping man out. We got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday, April 10th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. And of course, uh, when we get back to normal and we open up the phone lines fully, you can take advantage of the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. That's an interesting way to say that. When we get back to normal, and I don't know what that means, but hopefully we're trying to keep it as normal as we possibly can. I got some good news today. Eastern Kentucky men's basketball head coach A.W. Hamilton, he gets a two-year contract extension, and I'm sure a lot of Herd fans are happy for him. He is going to be the head coach for at least the 2023-24 season. After all, he is the 2020 Ohio Valley Conference Coach of the Year. He also is the National Association of Basketball Coaches District 18 Coach of the Year. After leading Eastern to an impressive season, he had a 6-12 and campaign in the OVC in the 2018-19 season. Goes 12-6 and this year. Four seed, reached the semifinals of the OVC tournament. EKU's 12 conference wins this season. Tied for the second most in program history. So a very good season for EKU. And I'll tell you what. That's a guy you want to keep an eye on. Maybe he's going to move up in the future. Got his program started. Nice turnaround. See what he can do with EKU. I'm sure a lot of Herd fans will look his way when that time comes, when Dan D'Antoni is ready to turn the reins over to someone else. I don't know when that time's going to be, but eventually he's going to want to turn the team over to somebody he feels confident can get the job done. 
I'm sure A.W. Hamilton's name might definitely be on the short list. So if you were with us earlier and if you caught the interview with Levi Brown, Marshall Center, he mentioned watching video games because he just wanted to watch sports and watch video games. Well, if you missed that part of the interview, you can go back on the podcast page and listen to it. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcast. But he's going to be watching some baseball soon, I'm sure, because Major League Baseball has created a player's league through the video game MLB The Show. It's a PlayStation game. And if you have it, you know it's pretty realistic. It's a pretty good game. And there's going to be several players involved. Now, what's going to happen? to happen here is they're going to have to shorten the games because they're doing basically a like a mini league. It's a 29-game regular season. Each player will face every other team once in three inning games over the next three weeks. The top eight players will advance to the postseason. There's going to be a typical MLB postseason format, and they're going to finish with a World Series. Now, who's in this thing? I'll keep it to the National League Central. That's what we're interested in. You've got Cole Tucker from Pittsburgh. Cole Tucker from Pittsburgh is involved in this thing. Amir Garrett from the Reds is in this thing. He actually won a four-player tournament last month. Uh, Matt Carpenter from St. Louis is in this thing. Uh, Ian Happ from Chicago. Josh Hader from Milwaukee is in this thing as well. So if you're into baseball and you don't mind it being video game, and you want to see your favorite guys play, here's an opportunity for you. You get some baseball in it. It's still, I think, going to be behind just a little bit of what the racing leagues are doing with the iRacing. And again, I watched a little bit of that the other day. I thought it was fascinating. And it's just fun because you've got multiple guys talking, and you've got guys spotting for them, and They're running it like it's a race. They're having fun, but at the same time, you get to a certain point in that race, fun's over. They're trying to win this thing, and it's really been entertaining so far. You want to get the real thing back, but in the meanwhile, this is a great way to spend the time as, again, we're all trying to do our part to social distance ourselves. And right now, I'm sure a lot of people are stuck at home or they're spending a lot more time at home, and this is a great diversion. We're going to take our final break, come back, and we're going to send you off to the weekend when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests with Paul Swan appear via the Miller Lite phone lines. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, and we appreciate Miller Lite sponsoring our phone lines at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. I think we've had some pretty good guests on this week. Levi Brown earlier today on the program. If you missed that, as I've mentioned, go back and catch it on the podcast. Also, we talked to Justin Rohrwasser. Hopefully we can get uh, a few other basketball and football players on next week. Jared West, I thought that was great. We had him on all of these interviews available on our podcast. And all you have to do is subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, tune in. 
wherever you get your podcast is where you're going to find The Drive with Paul Swan. And if you subscribe to the podcast, it'll come directly to your device. If you've got an iPhone or an Android device, it'll come directly to your device. Or here's another great way. If you are using our streaming app for your iPhone or your Android device, we've updated it lately. And you can listen to our station live or in the menu, you can go to podcast and our show, once it's updated every night, will be available on our app. So if you're using the app to listen to the program, you can use the app, our app, to get the feed of the podcast once it's available. I think that's really cool. And all you have to do is go get that app on the Android store or the Apple store and you can listen to the station or the podcast anytime on your smartphone. And that's going to do it for this edition of The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Special thanks to Levi Brown. We appreciate him. We also appreciate our in-quarantine producer, Spencer Dupuy, working hard from home, trying to help book this show. Appreciate him, as always. Back on Monday, we'll do it all over again. Thanks for tuning in. I do appreciate your support, helping us keep this thing going while we weather this terrible pandemic, and hopefully we can all get through it together. Have a great night, and have a great weekend, everybody. Hope you enjoy your Easter. Flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.